when the Russian invasion of Ukraine happened, the whole world, including the West, came out guns blazing, condemning Russia for what it was doing, and they were offering help to Ukraine. They were saying, "What? in what way can we help? There were funds to this day. There's still people raising money to go to Ukraine. In terms of safe passages, when the war began, they created safe passages for Ukrainians, Mark. Ukrainians, nobody else, black students, brown students, any other person, you're on your own. But there are safe passages for Ukrainians to leave Ukraine and go to countries like Britain and even get resettled, right? Then war broke out in Sudan and nobody has said zilch. Nobody has done zilch. There are no safe passages. People are taking buses and risking their lives traveling through the desert to leave the country. Yet, when the British Prime Minister was asked about it, this is what she had to say. People will remember this time last year when you were trying to get British people uh, and rescue them from Ukraine. But you were also coming up with safe routes from Ukraine that uh, Ukrainian people could get to the UK. We remember the, the various programmes that were announced. Uh, would it be sensible, fair to do the same kind of thing for people from Sudan? Well, the situation is at a very different to Ukraine, uh, so I wouldn't want to draw those comparisons. Uh, we're at a very uh, early stage of the situation emerging in Sudan. There are it's a very fast-moving and rapidly changing picture. Uh, we, you know, it, there are a lot of unknowns right now about what the longer-term implications are uh, of this uh, uh, conflict that we're seeing there. Uh, we are always uh, the, the Foreign Office, the our military, uh, Ministry of Defence, the Home Office, all led by the Prime Minister, have put together a wide-ranging and extensive package of support focused at helping British nationals. That's our duty. That's our priority. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our chats. My name is Indira Ganga. I really love coming on here and talking to you guys about matters, Africa, black people, black empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Today, I want to talk about what's happening in Sudan and the double standard that we are seeing in the international community. Nobody has said anything tangible about what's happening in Sudan. They're not condemning it with the full force that they condemned Russia. They are not putting sanctions. They are not trying to ensure that people are safe. If you put pressure on these two military leaders, then there might be room for conversation and the fighting might ease, but nothing like that is happening. They're just on Twitter saying, oh, we're calling for peace, we're calling for peace. No, we've seen what you did to put pressure on Russia in favor of Ukraine. When it comes to safe passages and protecting the interests of people and human rights, you created safe passages. You enabled Ukrainian people to leave Ukraine in a safe Safe and secure manner, you give them visas, you resettle them in good communities and ensure that they were safe and continued with their life. But when it comes to Africans, when it comes to Sudan, that's where you draw the line. Yeah, they can take a bus and travel through the desert in a bid to get to Egypt and start their life there. Nobody, nobody is thinking of coming out and helping these people. We have seen Saudi Arabia come out and help some of the people who are stuck in Sudan, but that's, that's about it. 
that is about it so please tell me what is the difference between ukrainian refugees and sudani refugees i will tell you it is color it is pure racism that these people are black and you're not going to help them and ukrainians were white people they're europeans and so it is okay to help them and i'll tell you why i i have made this deductive thinking when a certain journalist was covering the war in ukraine he said these are not your ordinary refugees these are middle class they had jobs they had children they had families they're decent people they're not criminals i'm not lying listen to it but this isn't a place with all due respect um you know, like Iraq or Afghanistan that has seen conflict raging for decades. You know, this is a relatively civilized, uh, relatively European, I have to choose those words carefully too, uh, city where you wouldn't expect that or hope that it's going to happen. These are prosperous middle-class people. These are not people trying to get away from areas in North Africa. They look like any European family that you would live next door to. What, what's sad really is how casual and spontaneous those comments uh, happened. Like the way that they were said showed like real bias that we would think journalists covering such, you know, major events would be above. So there were several comments that were very uh, disheartening. One of the things that we've seen in the coverage of Ukrainian refugees is Ukrainian refugees are immediately referred to as refugees, whereas there were examples in other coverage with wars in Africa and the Middle East where the people affected by those conflicts were simply called migrants. Some 75,000 migrants have moved through Bosnia-Herzegovina into neighboring countries. Turning overseas, about 100 migrants are missing in the Mediterranean. There are some commentators who are referring to the refugees as it being unusual to see refugees with blonde hair and blue eyes. It's really emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed, children being killed every day with Putin's missiles. So there's a, an overall sympathetic characterization of Ukrainians that are being displaced that we haven't always seen in other conflicts. So this is how the West perceives their fellow Western refugees. But Google the definition of a refugee. There's no color in there. There's no there's no status. There's just somebody whose life has been disrupted by war or, or fighting. But because the people in Sudan are colored and the people in in, in Ukraine are, are white, you made a safe passage for them. And the and the racism does not stop there and the sheer disregard of humanity and their safety. Um the Dutch embassy netherlands they had taken passports of some of the people from sudan that were trying to process their passports to leave the country hopefully to go to netherlands for different reasons you could be going to visit family to study or just like a trip and so when the fighting broke netherlands evacuated every single person from sudan and shut down their embassy right but people now need to leave and so the people who had applied for a visa began tweeting out and reaching out to them and saying how can we get our passports they had the audacity to tell them to to, to go to their ministry of foreign affairs in sudan and apply for a new passport excuse me excuse me there's war in this country it is so tone deaf it's so tone deaf they did not read the room there's war in that country you fled that country 
you fled that country and you're telling these people to go to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and process a new passport in a country that you fled. What logic are you using? Tell me if that's not what what do you even call that because that is even beyond racism you know it's tone deaf it's so unempathetic there's no word to describe that other embassies were shredding all documents before they left so at least some had locked them in there others shredded everything you know and you sit down and you ask yourself how do these people perceive us you live in our continent we've allowed you we've extended you the grace and the courtesy to be here you should see how experts live in African countries. They live a good life, you know. They paid a lot of money. And we extend them the grace and the courtesy to be in our country and do their business without any interference. And that one time, that one time, we're not saying give us a visa. We're just saying, can you treat us with dignity? You lock our passports and you shred them and you, you flee. And when we ask, you say, go to the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. If that is not the most... They, there are no words to even describe it. There are just no words to describe it. And that's the thing. Western countries will never cease to shock me. Like every single day they find new ways of surprising me with how low they can go in their treatment of Africans. And this has to stop, honestly. This has to stop. If people are struggling, the whole global community should come to their aid and help them. And if you're not going to help one, then don't help everybody. If you help one, you help everybody. But I hope this is also a lesson to us. Now we know how they perceive us. Well, we also have to give credit where it's due. I mean, the Chinese embassy put out an announcement. I don't know if they did it after they had seen the backlash that all the other embassies were receiving, but they, they made an announcement that people who had applied for visas can go and pick their passports. And whatever was the motivation behind that, we applaud that because sometimes a little bit of empathy goes a very, very, very long way. And so today I just wanted to come out here and point out that there's, there's a global double standard going on. And while Sudan is fighting for its sovereignty and, and, and people suffering, children, women, young people, and people are trying to leave that country not knowing where they're going, we are not seeing the same amount of global support that they are receiving. Egypt is a whole other case on its own. I don't even understand why African countries treat Africans the way... Um, some of these North African countries treat people. There have been cases of Sudani um, refugees being maltreated, mistreated at the border and not being able to get their visas on time. Some have been beaten up, some are being abused. It is not fair. It is not fair. Even that land that you so rightfully want to claim and protect, it is not yours. You found it there. Go read history, you know. But I was also reading that European countries have a pact with some of these North African countries to treat sub-Saharan Africa like that so that they curb they curb immigration because it, you go through these North African countries to be able to get to Europe. And so they have sanctioned the brutality that North Africans impose on their fellow Africans to curb immigration. So today I just wanted to come out here and call that global double standard out and say, if you're going to help Ukraine and stand with Ukraine, we want to see you give the same support to Sudan. Tell me what you think. I'll see you again next time.